Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Stephanie and I had such an amazing experience last week. We went to Healing Elements Yoga and Massage Studio in St. Anthony Park, which is really on the cusp of um, St. Paul and Minneapolis. And we went there and we took just a wonderful yoga class. We each had our you know, own massages. I had like an integrated massage, which I've never had before. And the therapist was so wonderful. What, what did you have? I had a deep tissue and I was had so much inflammation going on in my body. It was wonderful, wonderful. Probably one of the best massages I've had. Um, it's such a welcoming community too, Marnie. Like we sat before our massage and yoga class and we had tea. They have like a little, you know, tea coffee shop area and retail space. Which had the cutest little things. Like I could just spend time kind of browsing around in there. Yes. And um, it was just, it's such an authentic place. Like you really could feel that welcoming community and... Um, this inclusiveness and connectedness, really. And they have so many different services they offer. They have all different kinds of yoga classes, meditation classes, massage therapy they're doing workshops and special events and you can actually sign up to be a have like a massage membership so if you are someone that which is so cool yes so healing elements has an amazing offer for all of our listeners first-time customers can receive a one week of unlimited yoga classes for free and fifteen dollars off a massage treatment Head on over to our show notes and you'll get the promo code. You can either book online or you can call the studio. I cannot wait to go back. Either can I. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are thrilled to bring you today's guest, Jared Koch, who is the founder and CEO of the digital media lifestyle brand, Clean Plates, which he founded in 2009 after a very successful business career. Jared is an industry thought leader and speaks frequently on the topic of nutrition and wellness at organizations such as Google, Bank of America, Sony, WellPoint, Merrill Lynch, MTV, and Time Warner. Clean Plates is truly an amazing free resource for people to get simple, practical, and enjoyable tips on how to make small changes to your lifestyle regardless of where you are on your health and wellness journey. And Jared shares a lot of that with us today. He also talks about his philosophy on nutrition and his five keys to optimal health, the foundation of which is bioindividuality and honoring the fact that we are all unique and the foods, lifestyle, and exercise that each of us needs can be very different and also will change over time. Marnie and I loved this conversation with Jared. He shares so many of the beliefs and philosophies that we do. In fact, we've all three gone to the same 
health coaching certification program, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. We know you'll be so inspired by our conversation with Jared to make small changes to take care of yourself while still enjoying your life because life's too short not to enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining us today. And can you, Jared, start out a little bit about telling us about your background and your own health journey and how that led you to create clean plates over like maybe 10 years ago? Yeah, that's about right. Um, So yeah, well, thank you for having me. Happy to be here with you guys. So make a long story short, I, um, right out of college, I was pre-med, accepted into some medical schools, um, was a week away from going and last minute decided at the time I thought I was going to take off for a year. And then um, what happened was I had joined my brother in a business. I was helping him out over the summer between the end of college and going to medical school. And so I decided to take off for a year and just to like have some different uh, experiences before going to medical school. And that, that uh, ended up turning into about 11 years. And so I had a, had a real good entrepreneurial experience. But at the, at the end of the day, I started to realize like I was really, it was all about like just chasing money and we were quite successful, but it was, it was, there was no really meaning and purpose behind it for me. And so I reached a point where I had an opportunity to sell my half of the business and took it and really wanted to get back to my journey of uh, helping other people and healing. And, and I also kind of to answer your question more directly, I also had um, a lot of like personal digestive issues, pretty chronic digestive issues. And so at the time I just, I was transitioning out of the business and I started taking these like private yoga lessons and meditation lessons. And uh, my instructor, you know, I was telling him about my digestive issues and he was like, you know, you have to, you have to start eating better. And, you know, at that point I was like, you know, I didn't even think about it, which is sounds crazy, but I didn't like relate. Like I have digestive issues, issues so it's probably related to what i'm eating i was just like i would still just eat whatever i wanted and and deal with my digestive issues and Mm so i uh since i was transitioning out of the business i took this opportunity to like uh, i was thinking about also going back to medical school and i was worried like could i actually go back to studying again and you know after being out of school for so long and so i said you know what let me let me take a let me start like reading some books on nutrition and getting back into like learning and this was a while ago it was probably about 15 years ago at this point and i was you know, I just became like, uh, I was like fascinated by the whole topic and realized like, oh my God, you know, it was changed a lot since then. But especially back in that time, I was like, you know, oh my God, I really know nothing about this. And as a, as a culture, we don't really know anything about it. And it's so foundational to so many issues we face. And I just, I kept learning and I, you know, I just changed my whole diet, my whole way of eating and started to heal my digestive issues. And um, so it was just this really great journey for a few years where I, I really dove in deep, both just like learning, but also like working on myself. And uh, that led me to like getting a bunch of different, like going through a bunch of different programs and certifications and getting trained. And then just started working um, one-on-one with people and um, kind of like through that uh, was starting to help other people. And also like just uh, helped me to like form my whole philosophy around everything, which then led me to like my working. I was tra- really trying to understand what leads to behavioral change, like what really gets people to change. Uh, working, working with people one on one, and just talking to a lot of people, and that led me to this concept of clean plates, which actually it's a lot different than it was when we started. I started actually as a restaurant guide to healthy restaurants in in New York City and then Los Angeles, and then from there built it into more of a you know, kind of modern day digital media lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when you started um, 
when you initially started it, it was launched as a healthy restaurant guide for the cities? Yeah, initially I started actually with a book and like a print, like almost like as the Gat style restaurant guide. It had like the beginning of it was my philosophy on like it was like 100 pages on my philosophy on nutrition, which we can get into on, the, on you know, on this talk. And then uh, it was like we I went out with like a, a food writer and we actually found like the top 100 healthiest, tastiest, most sustainable restaurants in New York City. And then we did the same thing in L.A. And it was you know, a great resource for people looking for, you know, better quality ingredients at restaurants, especially in New York. It's such a like eating out culture. Um, so it's like started to realize that it was like really needed. Like I always felt like it's one thing to educate people and make them more aware, um, which is important, but like the only thing that read, led to real change was giving them practical tools. So it's like, you know, Hey, here's this restaurant near where you work or where you live. You know, they have this type of food. It's much better for you to go eat there. It's, you know, really good. Um, you know, or, you know, how to shop in a grocery store. So really, you know, that's kind of the essence of everything that we do at Clean Plates is really providing people with practical information that could lead to real change. I love that. And, and it's very obvious when you go onto your website, not only is Clean Plates very impressive aesthetically and beautiful eye-catching photos, but there's great content, the amazing content with recipes and not only food, but lifestyle tips and skills that can readily be implemented. So they're simple and practical, which I love. That's something that Marnie and I, um, you know, similar goals for the art of living well, because you can tell people, you know, and give them suggestions on what they should be eating. But if you don't make it somewhat easy for them, um, they're, they're just, they're not going to do it, right? Most people are not. Right. No, a hundred percent. That's just the reality. I, you know, like we kind of have this like mantra when we're working on this it has to be has to be easy and it has to be enjoyable. Like, it, you know, there has to be yep. pleasure involved. You know, otherwise, people just won't do it. And then, you know, I don't blame them. I'm, I'm busy. I have uh, two young daughters running a business and it's just like, you know, there's people are, you know, crunch for time, if you will. And so it's yep. like things have to be relatively easy and easy to implement. And also, you, you know, who doesn't want to enjoy their life and enjoy their food? Exactly. So at what point um, over the last 10 plus years did you migrate from just being a restaurant guide to then what clean plates is today? And I had asked to calculate, but probably about a good, like, you know, five, six years ago, we okay. started, uh, we first started as like an email newsletter in the local markets in New York and LA. And then we, we, we moved to more of a, a kind of a, just a national broad focus, which is what we're doing today. Um, and, you know, a big part of it for us is really our, like a big part of our focus of how we kind of share our content is through our email newsletter where we have over 500,000 subscribers. And that's a big part of like really what we, we try to do is build a great experience for people there and just provide, you know, to what you were saying earlier, just really great quality content with, you know, great advice that's easy and fun to implement. Yes. And do you still offer your healthy restaurant guide? Like the physical guide, is that still something you're doing? No, unfortunately not. It's just, uh, we do, I do get asked about it quite a bit still, but, uh, just, it was, it was just, uh, too challenging to keep up with on a regular basis. And just, um, it's something that I, I hope to get back to one day. Cause I think it's something that the pub, you know, like people like really found useful and helpful. It just was from a business standpoint, it just wasn't, it didn't make sense for us. Uh, but we, you know, we're, we're always trying to think like, how can we get back to like sharing that information with people in a way that's like, that we could actually like keep up with and, and do in an efficient way. Right. Well, I saw that you have some, you still have some of those city guides. 
very specific cities on their website. So people can. Yeah, we'll sometimes cover like, you know, do, you know, a moment in time, cover a, a location. You mentioned a few minutes ago that you had like a strong philosophy on nutrition. I think we'd both be really yeah. interested in hearing what that is. For sure. So, um, so I've kind of, I've, it all ties together, but ultimately what I did was I broke it down into what we're calling now, like kind of the five secrets or the five keys to optimal health. And so, you know, we, we can just kind of go back and forth or we could talk about them one by one, but the, like at the foundation of it all is this concept of bio-individuality and, you know, more like, like what's becoming popular nowadays is personalized medicine, personalized nutrition. And, you know, ultimately if you take a step back, it sounds simple, but it's really not how we're conditioned to think about things. If most people are conditioned to like, just like chase, like what's the, you know, what should I do? What is everybody else doing? What's the latest diet trend or craze, you know, and every couple of years, you know, now it's keto before it was paleo. There's no, you know, it's low sugar. There's always some kind of diet craze out there every couple of years. And it works for a lot of people, uh, but you know, never works for everyone. And, for the most part, it isn't necessarily, you know, typically isn't sustainable or which is why something always new is coming along. Um, but, you know, at the root of it all, and I think it really points to the truth and how we have to like really shift our way of thinking around it is that there's no perfect way to eat. Like, you know, another way to say it is like what's right for my body is different than both of your bodies. And so what we really have to do is start finding out what's right for our own bodies. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it from just, you know, physiologically and genetically what's right for our body but just even just, you know, what's our budgets, what's our lifestyle, what's our cultural backgrounds. Um, and then even as an individual are, you know, things change over time. Are you training for a marathon? Are you sitting at a desk all day? Are you, you know, are you aging? Are you dealing with having to go for surgery or some kind of, you know, your needs change over time. And so the reality is, is that we all have to kind of find what works for us personally and find a way of, of implementing that. That's going back to what we were saying before, that's easy and enjoyable and, you know, not constantly looking outside ourselves for the answers. Exactly. And so, and that, yeah. And that, once you start changing that way of thinking and that lens of how you're looking at things, it really changes everything. It just changes how you make choices. And it, so it's, it's really powerful when you actually start engaging with it. Um, and so like, you know, we really, you know, that's like when we're creating content or, you know, I'm coaching people always looking at it through that lens and it really, it's really powerful. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first and really getting people to like really kind of work on that and focus on that is definitely one of the secrets to like um, really changing their lifestyle in a, in a positive way. Cause it translates to not just nutrition, but even exercise and, you know, you know, what's right for you from a, you know, a spiritual standpoint. And, you know, it's just, so it's really kind of finding, you know, kind of going, taking that time to really get to know yourself. Yeah. Um, and then second, kind of one of the myths that we try to really uh, take on is this, you know, this approach of counting calories, which is obviously quite prevalent in our culture. Uh, and it's not that counting calories is not important or it doesn't play a role, but it's, it's, it's not primary. It's definitely secondary in my mind to the well, quality of the ingredients. Go ahead. Yeah. And I was just going to say, it's so interesting because I, you know, Stephanie and I both coach clients as well. And I've just recently had two clients that are so stuck on counting calories. I'm like, no, we're yeah. not counting calories. That's not what we're doing. 
And trying to get somebody out of that mindset is is really yeah. challenging. It's really challenging. Yeah. And for some people, they feel that they need it. But I think what Jared, you're saying, like once you actually peel back the layers and start focusing on what your needs are and eating intuitively, I actually just wrote a blog post on this because I'm like, let's ditch the diet. You know, I'm as someone who sort of grew up with a mom on a diet all the time and I was counting calories yeah. as a teen, I'm like, enough of this. I have a daughter who's approaching her teenage years. And so um, I'm really passionate about this as well. Yeah. So love to <laughs> yeah, hear no, what you guys are doing. I mean, again, I think the reality is, is that it, do, it just doesn't work. I mean, even if you look at these like, you know, broader programs like Weight Watchers and it's just like, you know, I know a lot of people that have gone through them and it might work for a period of time, but it's not sustainable. And it's just not naturally how, you know, like we're supposed to relate to our, our food and our, and our health. And so like, and to your point, when you start actually finding the foods that are right for you and your body, and you start actually nourishing your body with it, with, with nutrients and giving your body what it needs, the calories become really irrelevant because your body you feel full when you feel full your body gets what it's what it needs when even if we're counting calories you know like to starve yourself or to like constantly feel hungry because you're counting calories just a it's not sustainable and b it's not enjoyable and so by focusing on the quality of the ingredients and just eating good quality foods and giving your body what it needs you just your cravings go down your sense of hunger goes down so you don't even feel the need to necessarily overindulge in food and so okay. it kind of takes care of itself and so, like, you know, by focusing on the secondary aspect of counting calories, oftentimes what happens is people, for, you know, they'll, they don't care. It's like, oh, it's a donut. So I have this many calories. So then I can't eat something else. And they're just, you know, they're not really focusing on what's actually providing, you know, healthful ingredients into their body. Right. And I know that, I mean, both bioindividuality and crowning out, which is kind of what we're talking about now, is something yeah. that you went to IIN, right, Jared? Yeah. Uh, I did, yes. Yes, and, and Marnie and I did, and those are two concepts that we were in, that were introduced to us. And I mean, they're amazing because they work, right? I mean, yep. Yep. Um, well, to your point, the challenge is, is that like nobody's conditioned for those. You know, we're all conditioned. The you know we're conditioned to count calories. We're conditioned to look for a diet, and so we're not we're not actually approaching our relationship. You know, that to me, that's why I like a lot of how I look at it is it's like our, it's not just like the food you're eating, but it's our relationship with food. Like we have this relationship with food in life and like, and it's so dysfunctional for, for so many of us um, because, you know, the, and these are the fundamental things that have to change. And because, and then once you, you know, once you do that, you're able to have this relationship to food that's actually functional and positive and you could, you know, most people are afraid that they're going to, by eating healthier, quote unquote, they're going to sacrifice and they're, you know, it's going to be hard. The reality is, is it's, you know, once you make the change, it's actually easy. It's enjoyable. You feel good about the foods you're eating. You know that they're nourishing you, you're enjoying them. So you actually, you know, you don't have all this guilt and confusion and overwhelm and stress. You know, most, you know, I know a lot of people at coach, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll eat a meal and then they'll be talking about it and feeling guilty about it for two weeks. Right. Um, you know, it's like, what's the point? And the guilt and the stress that, you know, is created from those situations um, is worse for you than just eating the chocolate cake in and of itself and, and moving on and Ooh, absolutely. fine with it. So no, absolutely. Yeah. Now the, the stress, the hormones, the, hormonal imbalances that it create are all kind of worse for your health than the actual chocolate cake to your point. Right. So sorry, I know you were so, sorry to interrupt that. But. No, no, that's all good. All important stuff. So, um, and then the, the third one is really, 
um, just like it kind of ties into what we've been talking about with the nutrient dense foods, but really speaking about plant based foods and, and making sure that's like, you know, no matter what you're eating and, and like, just want to be very clear, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be vegan. A lot of people, again, like, oh, you should eat healthier. It's automatically, oh, you're a vegan, you're a vegetarian, you know, that, you know, that absolutely does not have to be the case. It's if it works for you, great. I'm not, you know, I'm not against it, but I, you know, the reality is going back to the individuality is it's not necessarily right for a lot of people. And so um, that being said, you don't have to be a vegan or vegetarian, which a lot of people think what plant-based means. But what it does mean is that you want most of your foods to be plant-based, meaning, you know, a lot of vegetables, fruits, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices, beans, you know, legumes, like just really good, high nutrient dense foods. Um, so you get a lot of bang for your buck when you're eating. And so, and, that also going back to your crowding out theory crowds out a lot of like the, the cravings and desires for a lot of other poor quality foods. And you don't need to eat it a hundred percent of the time. You could still have, you know, animal foods in your diet or, you know, snacks and other foods, but you just want a lot of the foods that you're eating to be plant-based and that's going to give your body, your immune system, you know, just everything you're going to get most of the nutrients that you need. Um, so that's number three. And then number four, it goes, it gets into a little bit more practical of just like making, you know, what we do is help educate people on making smart choices, no matter like what they're, you know, what they're making their choices about. So especially kind of like when you're food shopping and walking through, you know, walking through um, a supermarket aisle, like, you know, if you're shopping for oils, like how do you evaluate that? If you're shopping for tomato sauce, like, you know, what are the things to look out to? And the, you know, the reality is nowadays is there's so much out there that's, you know, in terms of just better quality uh, options in every category, you know, even you know, shopping for potato chips, pretzels, there's just so many different options out there that are, you know, relatively speaking, affordable, that taste good, that are going to give you more nourishment. So it's just about being smart. So even when you're indulging or, you know, whatever you're buying, you're, you're making as smart a choice as you can. And it's not about being, you know, perfect. It's just about making smart choices as much as you can. And so, that's that's the key and essential and then the fifth one kind of ties it all together and incorporates a lot of what i've been saying but really all about like proper mindset and just having different tools of how to relate because no matter what it's the reality is it's hard it's a challenge for people because we are so conditioned in a different way and we have all these forces coming at us you know from you know just advertising and you know walking around in our local environments and and, you know, walking past places that, you know, you walk past a donut shop and you get these amazing smells coming out and, you know, triggers all these cravings. And there's just so many things happening that, that just makes it challenging for us in our in our current kind of conditions to, to do it. And so just giving people like simple tools and, you know, that's just, you know, like a, one of our big mantras, which I'm sure you guys would agree, is just like progress over perfection. And so not worried about like being perfect. What I've seen with a, a lot of clients that I've coached is just that you know, a lot of people get overwhelmed by the thought of having to change everything they're doing. And so they end up doing nothing. And so really encourage people just to make, you know, tiny steps, make a, make one change, you know, add uh, one more vegetable in, you know, a week that you haven't been doing, you know, you don't have to make these broad sweeping changes right away. Just make small changes over time. And then you, you look back and, you know, everything's different in six months. Um, exactly. You know, and then just try to, you know, you guys, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I think that sometimes is hard for people because everyone wants a quick fix, mm-hmm. you know, right. and I don't know if you see this when you're coaching people, but, you know, six months is 
seems like a long time to do a program if you're working with someone, but at the end of the yep. day, that's how long it takes to really make sustainable changes and form new habits. But no one really wants to hear that. They want to do a quick, you know, 14, 21 day fix diet and have all the pounds drop, right? Right. Yeah, the three right. of well, us what I tell it, know this, but. Right. Um, well, what I tell everybody, it's taken you, you know, whatever your age, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years to get to where you are. So. A exactly. couple of months of to, to make a change that's going to improve your, you know, it's like we do so many things and we'll invest money or, you know, time into so many things, but like to really like improve your health, which is like the foundation, you right. know, and that's the, you know, what I tr try to instill in people, the foundation of your whole life and, and the quality of your life, which is really what this is about. Not just right. about doing it for its own sake, but it's about like, how do I live this amazing life and have the energy and the health and, you know, you know, just like when you feel sick, it's horrible. Like, you know, just, so it's like you want to like give your immune system and you, know, you want to have incredible energy and just live this awesome life. And that, I mean, that's all we get is this one life. So why not want to make it as optimal as possible? Exactly. So, and I know. And, and again, the, the truth as they went, the, the, the truth is it's not a sacrifice. It does. It, it's like you get to the point where I'm at like now it's like, it's, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. I'm loving the foods I'm eating. I eat kind of, you know, all the foods I love and, but I do it in a smart way and I don't feel like I'm giving anything up, but I also feel good that I'm nourishing my body and I'm taking care of myself. And so it's just that like perfect match, you know, match and point of like, you know, feel knowing you're doing the right thing, but also enjoying it, which what else could you really ask for? Yeah. And I think that like, so I feel like I'm at that point and I think Stephanie yes. does too, but it's taken me, I don't know, maybe five or seven years to get here. And it is amazing once you get to that point and you know, you know, you're eating mostly plant-based or whatever it is, you're eating healthily, whatever that means to you, for you, you know, most of the time. But yet if you do want to indulge in whatever thing is indulgent for you, um, you don't feel bad about it. And you know that it's, you know, here and there and not regular and... And I think for some people, what's hard is they feel then when they're in social situations, the people that are trying to make changes and maybe they're not as far along as, as we are, they feel deprived and they're like, well, why can't I eat that? Or, you know, I, gluten doesn't agree with me. And then they start to feel bad. Like why me? And, you know, I, it just takes time. And I think the mindset piece, which you talked about last is really the key to yeah. get yourself over that hurdle, because I do notice in talking to clients and other friends that that's what's really hard. They just feel like they're depriving themselves all the time. And right. they feel bad that they can't eat a certain way. It's like, no, we choose to eat a certain way, not, you know, so just even reframing those thoughts right. in your head and how you talk to people about it. Um, right. No, I exactly. Like I'm exactly. depriving myself. No, I love the way I eat. So okay. do I. <laughs> and so, there's so many yeah. foods that I could eat. I can't eat them all in a given week or right. month, actually. Yeah. No, but no, for sure. That's like you're saying. Yeah, it's hard. For, it's, that's what change is hard. It's just the reality of the human condition. Change is hard. And but I think part of it is like you were saying, it take, took you five to seven years to get to where you are. But it's the, you know, the journey. And like once you get on that and you start making that progress, that your, your health changes in a positive way. And right. so, you, you know, you might still might have challenges and you might not. It's like going to the gym, at least if you're, you know, once you're going and you're starting to exercise, you might not be in the best shape of your life but you're, you're going in a positive direction and you're positively impacting what you're doing and you're starting to, you know, reduce the number of negative things you're doing to your body. And you're, you know, so that's the point. It's just getting on that 
train and like, you know, I tell people, you know, we talk about the 80, 20 rule, which I know you guys are familiar with, but you know, you don't have, you know, which basically means like get to the point where around 80% of the time you're eating really good quality foods for your body. And the other 20% is okay. If you indulge, you don't have to be at 80%, you know, you just, you know, Mm -hmm. some people might be at 95. You just want to get to the point where you're over 50% because that's, you have that, then you have that momentum and you're doing more positive than you are doing negative. And then that, it just tends to build on itself. You feel better when you're eating better. So it's like, you start to realize, you know, so kind of like self-fulfilling, you don't, you know, so the work becomes easier because it's like, I know when I eat this way, I feel better. And when I eat the other way, I feel like crap. So like, why not just, you know, and just like over time, you just do a little more, a little more. So it's just about getting people on the right, you know, on the right track, essentially. And really, when you start to tune into yourself, speaking to that bio-individuality and really figuring out what does agree with you and what doesn't agree with you and what your threshold is, you know, maybe 95% of the time you don't eat gluten, but, you know, sometimes you have a slice of pizza and you can eat it every so often and maybe you'll feel a little bit nauseous that evening, but you enjoyed it and... You move on right, and you're back for to sure. healthy eating the next day or whatever it is. Exactly. Yep. No, exactly. Yeah, there's so many, you know, or like, you know, nowadays there's alternatives. There's not saying, you know, like you have to find ones you like, but maybe there's a cauliflower pizza crust that you, right, you know, yeah. that you could find that you like. You know, so, and, you know, and I'm same way, but, you know, sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm just going to eat this because I want to and I'm going to indulge and it might not be great for me. And, and then I move on and I'm on to the next choice. But I'm not so, beating myself yeah. up about it for the next two yeah, weeks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Always, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I'm always telling people, you know, eat it and forget it. That's yeah, it. Right. You made the choice. It's done. Enjoy it while you're doing it, no matter what. And then be done with it. Exactly. So there's so many um, awesome recipes that are really just even simple, like you know, what to do with a can of chickpeas on your site. What's your favorite recipe that you have on? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um I have to be honest, since I, since I have two very young daughters, I haven't been cooking as much as I uh, um, used to. Well, that was actually so, what I was going to ask you, too, is, how, do, you know, how much do you enjoy cooking? And do your girls like your cooking? Maybe, maybe pick their yeah. favorite recipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, great question. I, my older one is just four and a half now, and she's like, she's like a little foodie. She loves eating. She loves trying things. She's the two, the two year old is like, you know, no to everything pretty much, but so we're, we're working on her. Um, but, uh, but the, like my foreign, it's so much fun. She like loves being in the kitchen and helping and, you know, cutting things and trying things. Like we're now like, you know, slicing like peppers and cucumbers with a little salt on it. And she's like loving that. And, but she, and she'll eat like anything, like just like, just things you wouldn't think a kid would eat, which is great. So it's, it's fun as a parent also, because you get to like share that with her. Um, so yeah, I, I love cooking personally. I wish I had more time to be in the kitchen before I had kids. I was doing it a lot more, um, but it kind of changes your, your sense of timing when you have kids, or at least it has yeah. for me. And uh, yep. so, but yeah, no, we love, we just, we, we try to like, just make sure for them, like we're always giving them some kind of vegetables and, um, but also like, not like, you know, it's, you know, with parenting and, and kids, it becomes, you know, there's definitely challenges. So we just try to make sure like we're presenting them with a lot of good options, but also not limiting them if they go to a birthday party and it's, there's, you know, unhealthy stuff there, quote unquote, it's like, fine, let, you know, let them do what other kids are doing, but just, you know, try to communicate with them without like putting much pressure on it. And, you know, they tend to, 
they tend to make, you know, I think, you know, I think their, their tendency as a child, you want to be healthy. So I think that's the human, human nature. And so as long as you explain to them and talk to them that that's been working well, they're only four and a half and two. So things could change. It could get more challenging. So, <laughs> so time will tell. <laughs> well, but, but, you're uh, but yeah, no, what's that? You're giving them the tools right now and the foundation that I'm sure, you know, and I have a, t- a 15 year old or almost 15 year old and Marnie's got teenagers too. It does get a little bit more challenging when they become teens yeah. and wander around on their own and make their own food choices. But when you give them the foundation and then their bodies start to know and crave what they need to survive and what, you know, what t- not only tastes good, but what helps them thrive. You know, right. that, that'll help. And the fact that they're in the kitchen, you know, I was going to say like, what tips do you have for other parents of younger children? But I think getting them in the kitchen, I'm sure, you know, um, the four and a half year old can start to chop, you know, the cucumbers and the carrots and do some things to engage them. Which is amazing. Like, yeah, I think, think that. Okay. When I think about my childhood, I was really not in the kitchen at all. And so I didn't learn to cook until I was like in college. Yeah. And then I think about my kids who now I have three teenagers, they all can cook a meal and mm-hmm. they know how to cook a healthy meal. Right. That's not yeah. to say that they will necessarily do that all the time, but they can do it and they, they enjoy it. Yeah. So right. te- I think teaching your kids at, you know, ages two and four is fantastic. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, you have to have a lot of patience because, you know, they're not exactly efficient in the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, but, it, but it's just hours. like, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it gets a little extra messy, but, um, but they, lo- you know, just, they love it. And you know, they want to do what they're, what, you know, they're just always, you know, they're copycats. They want to do what they see their parents doing. They want to be more grown up and just, you know, so they're just so happy that they're allowed to do something and, you know, they get excited, you know, they just want to learn. And so it's been, it's, it's a lot of fun. And to your point, it's just a great skill to, to have, you know, to really, uh, you know, goes back to the old adage, uh, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, you know, teach, teach a man how to fish, uh, feed him for a lifetime. Exactly. And it's such a great confidence boost for them to, to have this skill, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we saw that you just launched your new Clean Plates Academy that you've been working on, um, you know, quite an impressive list of instructors. Want to just maybe chat briefly and talk about what led you to create the program and what it entails. I think it, you know, kind of goes through some of the stuff that you just, that you were, we've been talking about for this conversation. Yeah, for sure. No, 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 for sure. So, I mean, what, you know, what we're doing, what we've been doing is creating a lot of content and distributing it through our newsletter. And it's great. We get a lot of great feedback, but we'll, we'll often get asked, you know, like, how do I go deep? You know, how do I learn more? How do I, you know, go deeper? Do you coach? Which is just challenging for me now, just because I'm so busy. So, you know, though I kind of will often have some like um, individual clients, it's just hard for me to do a lot of it. Um, And so what we, you know, just my team and I were talking about, like, how do we kind of like, take this philosophy that we've created and, you know, not just create content around it, but like give people the chance to really go deeper with it and actually use it as a vehicle to change their lifestyle and actually live the philosophy. Um, and so that, and that was kind of the impetus behind creating this program. So it's, you know, eight, eight week program that really takes people through this whole, like we're calling it like our clean plates approach. Um, and, you know, really gives you the tools to, to really start implementing it into your life. We, as part of it, we have like a, a 21 day elimination program. So you really start to get to know what foods are working right for your body. We have a ton of support. So, you, you know, we have these like group 
phone call so you could ask any question you have and I'm on the phone. And then there's also, uh, along with my colleague, Beth Lipton, who's a trained nutritionist, trained chef. So whether it's practical questions about being in the kitchen or sh shopping or just, you know, personal health issues, we can answer anything. And then we also have this like 24 seven, like email support. So you could ask, you know, if you have private questions or, you know, didn't get to ask your questions on the call. So we really wanted to build this mechanism where there's, you know, a lot of education, a lot of support, um, to your point, we brought in like um, some like world-class guest instructors to, um, you know, teach all different topics from, you know, more stuff on nutrition, but also like on sleep, on stress, on exercise, meditation, uh, hormone balance, epigenetics. Uh, so just like all different topics. And we keep adding on new guest instructors. Um, so it's, it's really this great comprehensive program and like, and literally in 60 days, you know, you could start to really like change everything you're doing. And, 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 you know, you don't need to, it's not this overwhelming prospect, you know, you could spend several hours a week at your own pace, you know, you could do it anytime. So it gives you the flexibility to do it how you want it. And, but it, it really gives you the ability to change the way you've been doing things and really find the way of eating and living and a kind of this, you know, a path to wellness that is right for you. That yeah, sounds that's so cool. Awesome. So if you could um, give our listener like a quick practical tip or strategy that they could implement right away, what is, what is something you would suggest? I mean, I think always the, uh, the simplest tip I always give is just like, and I think I mentioned it earlier, is just, you know, whatever you're doing in terms of eating vegetables, add, add either, you know, a new one to your diet or a little more. Like, you know, we need to get that variety in and almost everybody I know could stand to eat more vegetables, which is, you know, to me, the most important thing we could do just to start getting more nutrients into our body. And so just, you know, simple, just take the week and just like try a new vegetable or just, you know, eat one more than you've been eating at a meal or, you know, and if you could do more than that, great. But, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Just, you know, right. just add more vegetables or even just like simple, just start to experiment with some different herbs and spices, just like simple things that just make a difference, like make a big impact. You know, stuff that's easy, affordable, simple, enjoyable, and just, you know, have fun and just experiment. I love that. And it's something you could, as for parents too, you can implement that with your kids and they can take on that challenge with you. Exactly. No, and that's, that's what I was saying before with, with our kids. Yeah, we're just, we're just, uh, we just literally, you know, we're experimenting all the time. We, you know, we just like slight my daughter at her preschool, they gave her cucumbers and she liked them. So we're experimenting with like, you know, cucumbers this week, last week, she saw one of her friends eating like peppers. So, you know, these like sliced peppers, like snacks. So we're experimenting, you know, so some of it's just like reacting to what's happening around us and being spontaneous, but also just making sure like that's always like getting, you know, also, especially for kids, it's, you just get your, it takes time to get your taste buds changed. So that's also what, what's important. Like, even if you try a new vegetable, you know, you might not like it the first time, but, you know, it try different ways of seasoning it and, you know, and, and be just like, keep trying it after you typically, I mean, I think typically the rule is like 10 times, but even after a few times, it starts to, your taste buds start to change and oh, you start right. to enjoy it more. So you just got to, you know, kids. people just have to be patient. Yes. Yes. With kids, but I think adults are equally could be as picky. Um, yeah, oh yeah, for um, sure. And you can change taste buds at any age. I firmly believe that. Yeah. Um, for sure. There's plenty of picky adults out there so. i do think it takes oh no no yeah that's what i'm saying it's the same yeah. rule for both adults and kids just yeah. keep seven to twelve yeah you just got to keep at it you gotta keep trying it yep yep so um 
how can people find clean plates? And um, I know you mentioned a, like, that you had a special offer for our listeners. Can you tell us how yeah, we can find you sure. and your program? Absolutely. So for, for, the, um, for the program, it's cleanplatesacademy.com, cleanplatesacademy.com. Um, and there, you know, has all the information on the, on the new course, the new program. And then if there's a, a, a discount code for 25% off, and it's literally just the numbers two, five off, so 25 off. And we'll link that up in the show, show notes, notes as well. Yes. Excellent. Um, thank you. And, well, thank and then you. our, our general, our general site where our free email newsletter is, is cleanplates.com. Yes. And highly recommend signing up for those emails. It's funny because last week, I was like in bed, which I'm never this sick for like a day and a half. And I'm looking at my emails, lying in bed, and there was something on, you know, flu season and things to boost your immunity as I'm lying there, like literally for 24 hours. And it was, it talked about like stress and how it lowers your, you know, immune response. And I have been a little bit more stressed lately. So it was just a good reminder. I know these things, but yep. even for me, it was a good, um, it was right. very serendipitous that it ended up in my inbox at that moment. So. Yeah. Well, that's, I think you, I think you make a good point because for even of those of us that are like living this, like, you know, pretty seriously and, and it's still like, that's just, that goes, you know, that's why I was like, you need support and you need the reminder. That's just a way, like we're constantly distracted by so many things and it's easy to get stressed. It's just the lives we're living. And so like, you know, that's what I'll often tell people just by like signing up for the email or taking the course, like, it's just, you have it in your life. And so it's like, you, like, that's what your attention is on and your awareness is on. And so that's what, that's why the, the change is happening just by those choices you're making to put your attention on these things. And yeah, it's always that it just, you know, you need to keep hearing this stuff over and over. You need those reminders. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so Jerry, one question that we always ask our guests is what does the art of living well mean to you? Excellent question. Um, so, I mean, I think it means, you know, different things in different contexts. I think on the nutrition side, I think it will, you know, and I guess it, it goes broader, but it wasn't what I was saying earlier, which is like, you know, finding that perfect kind of meeting point of, of health and pleasure, essentially of like doing things that, you know, you know, in, you know, not a hundred percent of the time, but in a reasonable amount of time that, you know, are good for you and supporting your health and that like foundation of like living an awesome life, but also doing it in a way that's really enjoyable. Um, you know, life's too short not to enjoy it. So just finding that perfect kind of intersection of, you know, taking care of yourself, but really enjoying your life, whether that's the food you're eating, the, you know, the career you're in, the relationship you're in, um, you know, your spiritual practice, whatever it is, it's just, I think that intersection is really, that's when you're really, truly living well. Oh, I love that. That's so well said. Yeah. Great advice for our audience too. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, this was thank an awesome you so much for being on the show. We've loved having you and yeah, we'll talk well, to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Have a great one. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Stephanie. Um, I have been thinking about how I have switched my products um, in my bathroom to safer, cleaner ingredients because, you know, over the last few years, I've noticed that I've had a lot of skin rashes and itchy eyes. And as I've become more and more educated about um, all of the chemicals in our products that we use, I've noticed that everything's kind of cleared up in my skin and 
I just am so excited about this and I want to share this with everybody else. And I want everybody to know about cleaner, safer, you know, beauty products and personal care products. I know. I feel exactly the same. And I think it's, it can be intimidating and very overwhelming at first because just like when you start reading labels on, of your food, some of the ingredients don't look familiar. You can't pronounce them. It's similar with beauty and personal care. And honestly, I think it's more confusing because there are many ingredients that just we don't recognize and doesn't necessarily mean that they're safe or not. But and also when you're when you're buying like a high end brand, you think that it's going to be this high quality product. And it never really crossed my mind that, wow, like they're putting all kinds of junk in these products. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big misnomer, right? Because you're paying mm -hmm. for the brand, you're paying a lot of money, you're paying for the packaging, and you assume it's safe. But unfortunately, no one in the U.S. is regulating what ingredients companies put into these products. So Marnie and I are offering this great online workshop coming up on April 22nd. It'll run from 9.15 a.m. Central Time, but it'll all be virtual. You'll get all the materials and recording after, so no worries if you can't make it. So from 9 to 10.15 Central Time. Yes, and you can sign up on our website, which is just www.theartoflivingwell.us slash programs. And we're going to dive into this in way more detail and um, it'll be interactive. So if you have some products that you're wondering if, are they safe? Are they not? And maybe also Marnie, you can talk about like what, um, what we're going to do in the workshop, bring those products with you virtually and you can show them if you can make it to the live, to the live. Yeah. And we're going to talk about um, reading ingredient labels and how do you sift through that information. And we're going to talk about, the effects um, some of these chemicals have on our bodies. And also, Stephanie and I recorded a wonderful episode on our podcast, episode 21, that's all about um, clean beauty and personal care products. And if you wanna go listen to that as a little precursor to the workshop, that would be great. Yeah, um, so we so hope you can join us. Um, message us if you have any questions and just head on over to our website to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.